This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about aliens and Jetpack Man. That's correct, aliens and Jetpack Man. Which is it? Now, of course, you probably remember the story here. Maybe it's been a year or two ago from Los Angeles, the LAX airport, where there were multiple sightings of what was described as Jetpack Man. And, you know, we went through that whole thing and talked about how was this actually a man wearing a jetpack, you know, up there, what, a half a mile to a mile up in the air, uh, right in the wake of these giant uh, passenger airliners? Or could this have been actually a UFO and jetpack man was just the code used to describe this UFO? Because pilots certainly w- wouldn't want to talk about a UFO being right in the way of air traffic as it landed and took off from a major international airport. Well, it seems like the jetpack man theory, or I should say excuse, or we could say a parallel narrative, is gaining traction because now it's getting used in, of all places, Peru. Now, we talked last week about the mass uh, alien sighting that happened in Peru. I even talked about one of our listeners had sent me a link to a, a video, and wow, did that thing ever take off? I mean, from like less than 100 views to I think it was like a million or something. This guy's out there in the in the jungle in Peru in this area they live in and they're filming these lights and people are trying to find these things and you can tell it's just almost mass hysteria. These people really do believe they're under attack from these aliens and people were injured and something's going on down there and they were they were calling these things the Pelicara, the face, the face peelers. We did, we did that whole uh, podcast on that. And the authorities, of course, were called into this remote area. There's, there aren't even roads going to this place from what I can see. It just The way you get there is you, you get in a boat and you go down you go down by boat along the river. I mean, we're talking about some really, really isolated areas. And yes, there are there is gold mining that happens, you know, in the general vicinity, but it didn't seem like that was what was happening right here. But the authorities show up and, uh, you know, never wants to... Uh, be too over energetic i guess i should say it seems like they just went for the easiest explanation they opened up uh, what appears to be the deep state playbook from the u.s and said well we can't call it drones because these people were just, they described them as humanoid uh, let's see it's not swamp gas uh, let's see it's not the planet venus oh here's one here let's try this jetpack man yeah right they used this one in la a couple years ago and it was great everybody believed it okay fine well guess what the Peruvian uh, authorities are now claiming that these weren't aliens. This is a organized group of people from another country, of course. It can't be our own people. They're from like Colombia and Brazil. And these scoundrels are in here looking for gold, and they're using jetpacks. Oh, yes. And we're going to get into the feasibility of that here in just a minute. But it just shows you the uh, links that people will go to to create a parallel narrative. Now, I don't know if these guys... Uh, or given a call by somebody, you know, in the bowels of the Pentagon or somewhere in one of these deep state uh, ops from the U.S. But it's awful funny that their parallel narratives seem to match ours time and time again. And this time, of course, it's the Jetpack Man, and it's just laughable. Now, the first article comes here. We'll read a couple of them, but they're very similar. 
It says, uh, this is from the express.co.uk. It says, flying, quote, alien attackers, unquote, who terrified Peruvian locals were illegally, were actually illegal gold miners. No, it just states that as fact, okay? That's, that's pretty crummy reporting. Just states it as fact. Hasn't been a single arrest. Do not have a single one of these jetpack gold miners in custody. Don't even have a good photograph of one of them. Flying alien attackers who terrified Peruvian locals were actually illegal gold miners. After causing much hysteria and speculation about the existence of UFOs in Peru, a new source suggests it was all hoax. A new source? What's the name of the source? Now, the so-called journalist here is Bernadette Gio Camazo. You have to wonder if this isn't a chat GTP bot or something. I don't know. And dated uh, Saturday, October 12th. So this came out a few days ago. This is starting to gain some traction now, this whole story. I tried to ignore it at first, but I think it has to be, it has to be debunked. Reports of seven-foot flying aliens that ate faces in Peru looks likely to have been a hoax. Just putting it out there. This is not called journalism. This is called an opinion piece. A new report from the Daily Mail reveals that what the villagers thought were the Pelicaras, the face eaters, were actually members of an illegal gold mining syndicate hailing from different parts of Central and South America. Now, she makes this comment with zero evidence. Okay, Amongst the syndicates are the O Primero Comando de Capital from Brazil, Colombia's Clan del Golfo, and FARC. Well, i got to get a FARC in there. Are they CIA funded or not? I can't remember. Peruvian officials made the announcement after they were called to the area earlier this month after receiving reports of being under attack by the villagers of the small town near the Nane River. Then it goes on, it says, These gold mafia groups have been ejected from their own countries by their respective militaries, according to Peruvian officials, and have now descended on Peru to hunt for gold illegally. Oh yeah, they're coming in jetpacks, baby. The mining cartels have already destroyed more than 110 gold dredges and at least 10 criminal mining camps. So criminals destroying criminal mining camps? I don't know. The Quito population has largely remained remote despite that area being in an advantageous part of the country that allows for existence of gold deposits to accumulate, making it a literal gold rush for wannabe prospectors. But what's unclear is whether the Quito population in the area was aware of those criminal activities. I think they probably were aware. Uh, wow, look at this. They got a picture of a girl, and she's holding a cell phone with a picture of a dude wearing a jetpack, and he's got the, the thing on his feet. So let's see. You're telling me that this girl is taking this. It is believed the gold miners are using jetpacks. And then it has a picture of this, of this young indigenous-looking girl holding a cell phone with a picture of a guy uh, wearing a jetpack. So if they've got cell phone service down there, then wouldn't they know about the gold rush problem? I mean, come on. Uh, then it says the villagers are repeatedly being attacked by seven-foot aliens. Yeah, we talked about that. It says they would be using state-of-the-art technology such as thrusters that allow people to fly. Carlos Castro Cantila, the Peruvian government's prosecutor, investing the case said per the mail. Wow. How would you feel if you lived in the country where the guy that was the head prosecutor investing your case put out such a stupid idea? They're, they're using state-of-the-art technology. So where did they, where did they uh, get the fuel for these jetpacks out there in the middle of nowhere? Now, I'm going to post these articles on Buy Me a Coffee. 
And once again, hats off to all the people that bought coffee the other day. I mean, I've gotten some $50 coffee buys, some $5, $10, $25. Hey, man, it all helps. It helps tremendously. So if you get time to stop by the Buy Me a Coffee site and check it out, go ahead. I'll put the links to these articles here. And you can see the picture of this girl holding the holding the cell phone with the jetpack picture. I think that's pure propaganda. So here we go. We have these we have these villages. We've seen the videos. We've talked about it in the podcast. I put the links up. Something's going on down there. People say they've been attacked by these things. We know about the history of the face peelers. We talked about the guy's travel blog from Clearback in 2008 when this was a thing clear back then. It's been debated for a long time whether these face pillar cryptids or whatever they are, whether they're some kind of aliens, you know, similar to the Skinwalker uh, legends among uh, Native Americans. So this has been a thing down there for a long time. Suddenly, it makes the news. Suddenly, cell phones have become uh, so commonplace that I guess you can even find them in the Amazon rainforest now. And people are talking about it now. They contacted authorities. I don't know if they radioed them or if they've actually got cell phone, cell phone service down there. They might. And you can watch the videos online. And they're describing these things, that they look like Spider-Man from the movies, that their faces are covered, that their eyes are slit where the orange, orange light comes out, that they've got these red lights on their feet, that they levitate. The one guy says, I shot one of them twice with a shotgun, and he just disappears. Nothing happens to him. Okay, this is not a guy in a jetpack. You shoot a guy on a jetpack at close range with a shotgun twice, uh, center mass, and uh, he's probably not going to be flying off anytime soon. So just some, just some facts here on these on a jetpack, okay? You can and I, I'm going to put the link up on the Buy Me a Coffee site. Jetpack H202, it says, max flight time, 23 seconds. 23 seconds. Max distance, 500 feet. Jetpack H202Z, 33 seconds with a 1,500-foot distance. What would they do in 23 seconds? Now, here's the top of the line here. It looks like. Jetpack T-73. So let's just say these guys are drug cartels. They're FARC. Boy, they got big money coming in from who knows where. And they can afford the biggest, baddest jetpack you can find. Mm, max flight time, nine minutes. Nine minutes. How far can it go? Well, it can travel 11 miles. But what's it going to do in those 11 miles and nine minutes? What, what What are they doing? Are they flying in there somewhere and then restarting? I, this is just ridiculous to me. And where are they bringing all the fuel in from? It says, what is the range of a jet of a jetpack suit? The jetpack developed in Bengaluru is fueled by diesel, has a range of 10 kilometers, that's about six miles, and is capable of flying for eight minutes. The pack weighs 80 pounds, 40, 40 kilograms, that's about 90 pounds, and can carry a payload of 80 kilograms. So that's what, 170 pounds? So how are you going to get the gold out? Because of the average man would say 150, 160 pounds. You ain't, you ain't packing out a lot of gold with you. Though it is capable of flying at an altitude of 3,000 meters. That's 9,000 feet. It's about two miles. The optimal height is between 10 and 20 feet above the ground. That's not even treetop level. Okay. So th th there's, there's one. How long can a jetpack stay up? Well, Martin Aircraft says this jetpack can fly up to 74 kilometers per hour. That's 46 miles an hour at heights of up to 3,000 feet for a maximum duration of 30 to 45 minutes. 
yeah, this is back from 2016, but we really haven't seen anything come of this. We have all these big promises, but when was the last time you saw somebody in person flying around in a jetpack suit? It says, this one here says, the unit weighs 60 pounds and has a maximum flight time of 10 minutes with the current speed of 85 miles an hour. The flight can reach altitudes of 2,000 feet, though it's envisioned that in normal use, it could be flown at three or four meters off the ground. So it's all envisioned. None of this stuff is really happening, you know. You've got you've got a few of these you'll see pictures of guys flying. They'll be doing some kind of a um, a, a demonstration, flying it around a skyscraper, flying it over a lake or something. The, the fact is, is these things are not commonplace. So to say that these guys are flying these things around at night in the jungle. Now think about that. The, the, this whole situation happened in the middle of the night down there. Okay, people are flying these things around. Oh, by the way, what's the cost? It's in February 2019. The base price for the JB10 jackpot is $295,000. And for the JB11, the price is $340,000. The company notes that their prices are subject to index price acceleration to delivery date and options chosen. And that doesn't even sound like they've even got them out yet. So instead of just telling the local people that they don't know what's going on uh, to lock their doors at night, Senator Kennedy would say, the authorities go down there, they have a look around, they don't find proof of anything, they don't, they don't arrest a single gold, a single illegal gold miner, they don't find one bit of physical evidence, at least none that's been presented. But they have the audacity to tell, to tell people that what you saw was a gang of foreigners riding jetpacks into Peru to steal our gold. This is absolutely ridiculous. When you think about the amount of fuel that it takes to run one of these things, you think about how much they weigh, about how short the distance is, that the, how, how short the range of these things are, they're pretty much useless for this kind of work. Now, we'll finish up here with this article from Vice.com. It kind of goes over it a little bit too. It says, flying aliens, quote unquote, harassing village in Peru are actually illegal miners with jetpacks, cops say. And this is written by Nathaniel Janowitz. Authorities announced their theory after visiting the isolated indigenous community where the attacks took place. The mysterious attacks began on July 11th. Strange beings, local said, visiting an isolated indigenous community in rural Peru at night, harassing its inhabitants and attempting to kidnap a 15-year-old girl. These gentlemen's these gentlemen are aliens. They seem armored like the Green Goblin from Spider-Man. I've shot one twice and it didn't fall. Instead, it elevated and disappeared, said Ridiguia Avila, a local leader of the indigenous Ikudu group living in northwestern Manus province. He told the Peruvian radio station RPP Novitas on August 1st, we're frightened by what is happening in the community. They know the difference between a jetpack and an alien, okay? Their collar is silver. Their shoes are round in shape, and with those, they rise up. They float one meter high and have a red light on their heel, said Avila. Their heads are long, their mask is long, and their eyes are sort of yellowish. News of the alleged extraterrestrial attackers quickly spread online as believers, skeptics, and internet sleuths around the world analyzed grainy videos posted by members of the Akuto community. The reported sightings came on the heels of U.S. congressional hearings about unidentified aerial phenomena, that ignited a global conversation about the possibility of extraterrestrial life visiting Earth. Members of the Peruvian Navy and police traveled to the isolated community, which is located 10 hours by boat from Manus, provincial capital 
of Akitas to investigate the strange disturbance in early August. Now, they say 10 hours of boat here, and I remember that's going downstream, all right? And it's also with the high-powered motor. It's not, not by the typical small motors or canoes that the, the locals are using. I think by hand, it's like two days. Last week, authorities announced that they believe the perpetrators were members of illegal gold mining gangs from Colombia and Brazil using advanced flying technology to terrorize the community, according to RPP Notakias. You see, it's the same thing, man. It doesn't matter if you're in Peru. It doesn't matter if you're in New York City. When these UFOs are spotted, the first the first thing is there's a normalcy bias that people have, number one. And then the uh, authority figures use that uh, built-in normalcy bias just to say, well, nothing out of the ordinary here. These are just simply advanced technology that you don't know about yet. Right. Or that that's just not that well known of. Oh, sure. Yeah, maybe there's only a couple hundred jetpacks in the whole world. I don't know, a few hundred. But, you know, half of them are here in Peru looking for gold in the middle of the night. Where did they get their fuel? We don't know. How did they get out here in in the middle of nowhere? Uh, we don't know. Carlos Castro Quintela, the lead investigator in the case, said that 80% of illegal gold dredging in the region is located in the Nani River Basin where the Ikidu community is located. Well, it's not near them, I don't believe. One of the key pieces into the investigation was related to the attempted kidnapping of a 15-year-old girl on July 29th. Christ, Christian Caleb Pakea, a local teacher who witnessed the attack, said that they were using state-of-the-art technology like thrusters that allow people to fly. He said that after looking, devi- looking the devices up on Google, he believed they were jetpack. <laughs> Wow. So apparently they are connected to the internet down there in Peru. So he made the assumption they were jetpacks. Well, if he looked, if this teacher, so-called, looked these up on Google, like I just did two minutes ago, as you heard me talk about this, then he would have realized that the maximum payload for these things is a couple hundred pounds, the very most. So how were they going to carry the guy wearing the jetpack and a girl who would have probably weighed at least 100 pounds. They would have been way over the limit. And secondly, do you really want to have a teenage girl fighting and kicking while you're trying to fly one of these jetpacks? I mean, how ridiculous is that? This sounds a lot more like the alien abductions that we've heard so much about, though. That's what it does sound like. Authorities have not made any arrests related to the attacks, nor named the alleged assailants or their organization directly. However, the prosecutor's office claimed they had destroyed 110 dredging operations and 10 illegal mining camps in the area already in 2023. Not written very well in either one of these articles, so I'm assuming that it's a prosecutor's claimant that they've destroyed 110 dredging operations and 10 illegal mining camps. I'm assuming that because the way it was written before, it made it sound like the invading miners had done that. Uh, I guess this is what we get today for journalism. Anyway, it goes on. That pretty much wraps up the article. But you just see how ridiculous this is. The absolute uh, nonsense that these uh, these so-called authorities, these law enforcement people, went down there. They interviewed the uh, they interviewed the villagers, and you watch the video that I sent that I posted the link to that, that the listener sent. They're upset. They're scared. They're angry. They've seen something. It doesn't sound like a doesn't sound like a bunch of invading Colombians 
or Brazilians to me, wearing jetpacks. It sounds like an it sounds like aliens. That's how they describe them. And then and then they talk to the girl and they they they, they put the name of this so called teacher up here and he says, Oh yeah, appeal to authority, appeal to authority, appeal to authority. A local teacher says, I looked it up on Google. Wow, the authority is appealing to Google. Yeah, because if you ever want to know anything, just go to Google. They always tell you the truth. So he goes to Google and he looks up a picture of the guy that she described to him and says, Oh yeah, that's definitely somebody wearing a jetpack. And they take this poor girl, someone down there, some some somebody sends a picture of this girl holding a, a cell phone with an image of a man wearing a jetpack on it. They paste that into the first story and say, Oh look, here it is. But they don't say, Well, she took a picture of the guy. They're just saying, Well, this is what she described. Really? How do we know that? We don't have a single uh, other than other than the one village leader talking about how he shot one of these things twice and there was no reaction from it. It just, just disappeared. We have no uh, eyewitness interviews in any of this reporting. We have no pictures from on the ground, really, to, to speak of. What we do have is quotes from uh, the Peru uh, head prosecutor who says, oh, yeah, it's, it's foreigners from another country uh, mining uh, our gold uh, using jetpacks. But we haven't caught a single person. Uh, we've got that. Uh, we've got this uh, supposed teacher who says, "Well, I looked up a picture of what she described, and it looks like a jetpack to me." So you see, see the see the parallel narrative forming. You begin the story. Pelacara, face eater. This is some kind of cryptid or alien or something. It's coming here to attack us physically. Nothing about gold. It's coming here. It cut this girl. It hit this guy in the head. This has happened repeatedly over over generations. From time to time, these things come in from the jungle and they attack us and they look like aliens and we shoot them with shotguns and rifles. Nothing happens to them. They are uh, completely bulletproof. That's the report we get. That's the report that we get day one. That's the report the people on the ground say. That's the report that's confirmed by a listener of mine who has family down there. Belakara, face eaters, cryptids, aliens. Nothing about gold miners, but the people get desperate. They've got cell phone connection now, apparently. They can get online. They can go to Google, and boy, if you can go to Google, you can find out everything, and you'll get the truth right off the bat, won't you? So they call the authorities, and the authorities get in their speedboats, and they come down there in 10 hours, which is a big improvement because it used to take two days. And they get down there, and they walk around. You see the pictures. The one guy's wearing a mask. I don't know what he's afraid of being seen. They walk around the village. They find no evidence. They talk to a few people. They go back. Oh, never mind. It was a bunch of foreigners from Colombia and Brazil and whatnot. And they're wearing jetpacks. And they're jetpacking into our country and stealing our gold. And in fact, these jetpack gold miners are such scoundrels that they tried to kidnap a 15-year-old girl, grab her up in their arms, and jetpack away with her as a gang. Wow, how ridiculous. So it seems as though the closer we get to having these things full-on disclose themselves to us and just give us this in-your-face, here-we-are-deal-with-it event, the closer we become to the deep state pumping out these ridiculous parallel narratives. It never ends, but it is entertaining. And until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out. (laughs) 